five seconds. Three, two, one. And we are back on the air for our weekly live chat with Jason Spees. We're talking about oil field news and review and other items of intrigue. How are you doing today? Excellent. Oh, excuse me. Sorry to interrupt you there. Excellent. How are you doing today? Just peachy keen. It's, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it is. I hear you guys are getting some snow, and it's going to come our way. And I heard uh, out of the Minneapolis area, they're going to get snow on Sunday. So I can see where it's starting with you guys. It's going to make its way through the Dakotas and hit Minnesota as well. So it should be April showers, brings, I guess, uh, May snowstorms. I don't know. It's kind of a different deal. But Yes, the new state of things, I guess, on how things are going. And I don't know, what what type of uh, environment do you have down in Bellefouche? Is it um, a shutdown type of environment? And in my state, uh, we've got, I'm on the border of Minnesota. And so Minnesota has a shutdown ordinance until May. And North Dakota has a kind of a reverse where business as usual and if you come to North Dakota from a different state, uh, you have to stay there for two weeks. And it's kind of along. There's some exemptions in, in the rule, but um, right. yeah, it's a little different. So, uh, what's it like down where you're at? Um, it, I mean, honestly, it it, it varies even from Belfouche to Spearfish. Uh, you see some people wearing face masks, but for the most part, people just kind of seem to be trying to do their normal distancing thing. Most businesses, you know, have vo- were voluntarily abiding by the recommendations from the CDC before any actions were needed to be taken. Our, there's a very political tone to a lot of the discussions when it comes to that. So our our, in, our city council and stuff, they're trying to still trying to figure out the you know, the course of action. So they're working through that. Then you go over to Spearfish, and I went into Walmart, and just so many people wearing masks just all over the place. It was it was almost like a different world, and that was only 20 minutes, you know, 20-minute drive. So it's it really does kind of vary, but... And then, of course, you have Wyoming, and they probably handle it in their own way, too, as well. It actually looked like there were less vehicles on the road to Wyoming. Hmm. Interesting. normal, but I... You know, I don't know. I think it's just like a partial state. It's a partial state of shutdown. Everyone's just kind of implementing, you know, the the guidelines to the best of their ability while still trying to push forward because there's a lot of small businesses. I think that's the scariest thing that's going on right now. That's the biggest concern is the small businesses uh, not being able to survive having to to shut down. I mean, there's I mean, bar owners. It's um, they're they're already shut down. This is going to be a very unfortunate time. And unfortunately, it's probably just beginning. And, you know, getting to the energy sector, we have to remember, you know, taking a look at Whiting, who recently filed bankruptcy, right? Uh, they laid off a third of their employees like last July. And then in November, they posted that billion dollar debt. And then, of course, they filed bankruptcy last week. So, this is where, in all honesty, this is where you need leadership to rise and become leaders. It's very easy to be a cheerleader and get paid. But when you've got a major producer laying off a third of the people last July, and then you've got this industry thing happening going on before the coronavirus 
even came to effect. Energy was in trouble before the coronavirus came into effect. And to see them kind of now, a lot of the, a lot of the industry leaders, you're not hearing much from them. And that, that to me is a little bit concerning because when you look at what the energy industry is doing for the healing and the helping against this coronavirus fight and the COVID-19 shutdown, it's unbelievable. And I don't understand why I'm seeing so many climate change articles coming through the media. I saw one the other day with the Pope, where the Pope is now saying that the coronavirus is a response to climate change and, and the earth. And that's, oh yeah, you're, I mean, that's, that's top, top of the line right there. And when I look at what the energy industry is doing, you know, yesterday there was a meeting in, in, with OPEC, and we can get to that in just a second. But when I look at what the energy industry is doing, you know, just take a look at ventilators. Not even the powering behind ventilators. I've seen more articles about Elon Musk and how he's going to do something with ventilators than I've actually seen about the actual ventilators. That's concerning to me because... The energy industry is the one out there busting their hump every single day, the oil and gas and, and industry specifically. And they are becoming the modern day lepers, and I don't like it. And I, I, I really am wondering where the leadership is because there are people that are getting paid right now. They're getting, they're getting their checks regardless of the shutdown or not because they're either, they're either funded by taxpayers or they've got large chunks of them coming to them from industry. So those people are the ones who are supposed to be rising to the top right now and letting the world know that not only do the energy industry create and make and manufacture and distribute the ventilators, but also the vaccines and also the energy grid to make it happen. And all these people at home trying to start up their small businesses, boy, without uh, electricity, you couldn't really do this. I'm not seeing any of those articles anywhere. And it's very disturbing to me because the oil and gas industry has been the leader for jobs, job creation in the United States for the last 10 years. It's the only industry that's added jobs. So when you look at the technology industry, it, didn't, it did not add jobs over the 10-year period. The only industry that did is the oil and gas industry and the mining industry. And the oil and gas industry, portion of the mining industry is really the only thing that rose. So... When we talk about this Russian OPEC meeting that happened uh, yesterday, just to fold that in, what, we're, what, what happened yesterday is nobody knows. And, and that's what's so funny to me is that we have a bunch of leaders now stepping up and saying, yeah, we don't really know what's going on because we got to look at this plan even closer. So they're kicking the can further down the road. We're not sure yet, but it's positive. And I saw this in 2014, and I saw this back in the 90s too, that it's very, it's borderline insulting when the public officials and the appointed officials can be so dismissive with people's issues and just spin it with a positive response. And I'm seeing that more and more, and it's, it's becoming very concerning to me. And uh, I'm thinking, and, and I'm, and this COVID nineteen is really showing that because there's there's ample opportunity 
for the oil and gas industry to really come out and be heroes in this because they are fighting this fight. They are healing the people. And I'm seeing just the opposite. I'm seeing that there's still the demons on the planet. So um, this is not a political, uh, let's call it diarrhea of the mouth right now because it was not intended to go this far off the rails. Holy cow. <laughs> I can't believe I'm recording this. So anyway, how you doing there today, Jenica? I went a little <laughs> bit off the rails. I, no, I was enjoying listening to you. No, I, I, you know, generally I agree with the things that you say. And there, there is a crisis in the oil and gas. You know what? I've got family members that have just got laid off. I mean, they're, they're, man, the prices of gas in some places are scary low. Between the oil and gas industry and the cattle production industry, there's a lot of things that aren't being focused on because of the scare that really need eyeballs and attention. I don't understand why you've got these leaders that, again, the, these people are getting paid regardless. They're not getting laid off, okay? They're, they're not like the oil and gas people that are primarily small businesses. They're not like the restaurant people whose income turned off immediately when the government said stop going out, okay? These people are getting paid. They're getting their paycheck regardless. So what do they do? Let's go have a quarantini party. Let's go pretend like we're the Brady Bunch and go brag on social media because we have these Zoom parties. You're, you're actually getting paid to go help the small businesses that are getting laid off. Right. And, and you're doing a quarantini party? That's what I mean. It's getting borderline offensive. Oh, I've, I've been offended for a while. I think, honestly, what... what we, the normal, you know, the ever, average everyday person just needs to do is to empower each other to remember that the power is supposed to lie with the people. You know what I mean? We're, we, maybe, maybe we've grown too complacent with allowing others to make decisions on our, you know. But the power of the people is now place. gone because you can't, you can't have gatherings anymore. You, well, you, but, you, see, but there are other ways, though. We're not powerless. No, we're not. We no, we're, no, no, we're not powerless at all. Not at all. In fact, there's a very good chance we could come out of this much better. But oh. right now, we're not hearing really much of the, the conversations of how we're going to come out of this. Like I said yesterday at the OPEC meeting, I just found out about two new terms. I didn't even know OPEC plus. And then apparently they called something OPEC plus plus. I mean, I, I, I'm like, so... We're okay. So we got OPEC, OPEC plus, and OPEC plus plus, and we're expected to follow this. We're expected. Creative. What's that? I said creative. Right. It's like Barbie with a hat and Barbie with a new hat, and then here's Barbie with another hat. It's just it's it doesn't make much sense to me. And when I I get the response from Senator Hoven, and I get the response from Senator Kramer. And I call a few of the experts that appear on my program, and you can go to thecrudelife.com and listen to them. They're all saying the same thing. Yeah, we're not sure what it means. There's some promises made, but we're not sure if we believe them. We got to take a look at the schedule and report and make sure everything's okay. So, right, to, well, that answers everything, huh? Well, to me, you know, that, that, that is just kicking a can down the road and, you know, uttering a platitude or not more. And I get it, you know, it, but at the same time, how many more people got laid off today? How many more people are going to 
decide whether they need to lay off people next week or not because all of a sudden the guy that you know is used to doing a dozen to 20 auto detail fix it oil change jobs has nothing on the books because the government told everybody to stay home so th there's real issues here there are real issues here and i guess i'm just using this platform apparently i didn't plan on doing this but to just say, you know, it, it might be time pretty soon to start questioning your leaders a little bit and saying, what's the plan? Um, in my state, uh, we're actually, we're, you know, I technically I'm resident in Minnesota. It's, uh, we're, we're told to stay home now till May, May 5th, I think is what it is. So we're, we're going to have like a two month quarantine. And when I think of the restaurants and I think of, even just the retail places, you know, Macy's, Macy's is a national brand and they're out of Minneapolis. They were Dayton's and a few other names too. I think Marshall Fields, they might've been called at one point and then Macy's. Well, retail hasn't been doing well for a long time. So you're seeing national stories about whether Macy's is going to close their doors or not completely. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And yeah. When you think about who a lot of those employees are, they're, you know, 30 to 50 year old women, a lot of them. And that's going to be a giant, giant glut in the marketplace and in, in the workforce. And boy, it's, it's, that's what I mean. We, we've got a, a change coming. So right now is about reinvention. And that's how that's what I'm trying to tell people right now. It, now is time to reinvent yourself, reinvent your business, reinvent everything because the world is reinventing itself right now. I mean, when this is all said and done, there there, there could be a global new deal where we're going to rip down all the old buildings and build new ones and recycle and you know what I mean and plant trees and do all these different things because it's what needs to be done. So, and we might come back with four day work weeks. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because nobody's really having the discussion. Everybody's still afraid to talk because if you go outside and you tell anybody, you get shamed publicly. And if you want to have, you know, people over for Easter and if you want to have Easter mass, you might have the cops break up your Easter mass this weekend. I mean, that's actual public discussions that people are having right now, whether they can have a mass on Easter Sunday or whether the police are going to come and break it up. I never thought I'd live in that world. Never did. But... That is this Sunday. Did you, did you, have you guys even heard of that? I have heard and seen of a few different really atrocious things happening because people are getting involved in calling, you know, law enforcement or law enforcement is seeing a situation that mis, you know, misrepresenting it and, and people are getting into trouble and they're not even breaking the regulations. Oh, there was an incident in Colorado that had that where a gentleman was playing with his daughter and the wife, the husband and wife were playing with the daughter. And then the police came and arrested him. And it would, the, the, the most interesting part of that story was it got filmed on a cell phone by a city council member. So he didn't even break it up. He, he just filmed it. And then so, and the, the irony is, is that the police now are put in the position to break the law in order to arrest somebody for not breaking the law. Right. That, that, that's incredible. Again, again, okay, I go back to, I, 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 I can't believe that we're living in these times where such unusual judgment calls are not only had to be made, 
but then are judged afterwards because of it. Right. You know, and like there was a there was a part of that story where the police asked for the guy's ID and the guy declined it. And people get caught up on that because, oh, well, you should have gave him the ID that incited the situation. I look at it a little different. I don't think the cops should have asked him for ID. They, they didn't have a right to do that. And so, yeah, they did incite the situation. And so, like, we got into a, you know, some people got into a little bit of a discussion about that from that story because that's how different people are now about point of view to where in World War II, there was an entire war fought on, do you have your papers or not? And now people are expected to carry them around. In China right now, their, their citizens are downloading an app where it tracks them and they have to check in before they can go certain places and they got to make sure they're updated on certain vaccines and it's their phone. And it's a, it's, it's a very, um, that's toxic. That's unhealthy, but that's China. That's what they're doing now. And you know, if, if you look at the example I just gave you to where world war two was fought basically on whether you, you could walk up to somebody on the street and ask them if they had their papers or not, or the China example I just gave you, we're going more towards the China example than we are defending the right to not, you know, have to have papers on you 24-7. And papers is, you know, license, ID. And if Bill, if Bill Gates gets his way, um, he's talking about having a vaccine card, being able to travel or to go to a public event. And this is our, you know, this these are public discussions that are being had right now. And in yeah. fact... Um, I know we got to get going and I do apologize, but there, there is a story right now on, on the um, New York post that says 70% of Americans want a vaccine for this coronavirus before they go out in public. That is a way that people use the media to advance a narrative that is really out of bounds. Because when you look at that, there was only 750 people surveyed and they didn't even say who the 750 people were yet. The or headline reads, that what's that? Or what areas that they're from? Or, or if they were hospital employees, I mean, right. or if they were coronavirus uh, people, who knows it's, right. it, but the headline reads, you know, 72 or 71% of the people want a vaccine before public events start happening. So that's where the public discussion starts. And, and that, that's just an example of how the media can get used very easily because, you know, the, 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 the honest answer is, the, you know, the media has been, uh, been, been stripped of a lot of resources over the last 20 years since the Internet came to be. And um, it's been exposed pretty much, you know. So it, it's anyway, I just wanted to point that out as an example as we go to the weekend because I'm seeing that more and more happen. So and I wanted just to use that example because it's it, to me, it was such a blatant one, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I just looked at the time. I do apologize because I've been cooped. I've, I've been cooped up all week. Right. Oh, and I love talking. I love talking with you. And th th honestly, these, these are this is a discussion that I could possibly go on for all day. So we definitely have to wrap it up, or I won't get anything done. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, pe people are starved for this kind of conversation. You know, I mean, today I, I do apologize, folks. I went a little bit further off the deep end than I normally do. So I enjoyed the conversation anyway. Well, I appreciate that. By the way, thecrudelife.com, if you want to go listen to experts talk and not me, because the experts actually, that's why I bring them in so they could talk about the certain areas, because I'll be honest, I don't 
don't know about flow back machines and that sort of thing. That's why I bring in the experts. I just know how to ask questions. And I have won awards in the newspaper industry and in the radio industry. So I do know how to question ask, but I'm not so good about how to operate in the oil and gas industry. So uh, thank you much, folks. We'll see you this weekend. We got the Crude Life uh, Week in Review as well as other products here. And go to thecrudelife.com. We'll check you next week. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. You have an awesome weekend. You too.